0: Remember to visit us online, too, at besteveru.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton-Garino.
1: Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining the Best Ever You show today. i um, glad you're here with us. Boy, i got to redo that intro. That intro's getting old. It's pretty funny. We've been doing it. We're climbing up near 500 shows now. and. Many, many years on the radio, millions of downloads, and we just love you and thank you so much because it's all done with absolutely no advertising and completely grassroots. So when we have our guests on today, like we have Dr. Drayvon James coming um, on the show, and um, we just completely appreciate you embracing our guests, going to their websites, listening to their radio shows, buying their books, you know, all those things that make a community a community, and that's what we are here at Best Ever You!, is a community of people all helping each other. And we're quickly growing, continuing to grow. We've been here for about 12 years now in this space of personal development and self-help. And um, we're just continuing to grow worldwide. And it's just so much fun. So I appreciate all of you and um, our guest. Do you like to be called Dr. Drayvon James? Drayvon James? Dr. James? <laughs> How Drayvon are you? is fine. Dravon is fine. <laughs> I know I've got one of those names that's so long and I'm like just Elizabeth or Lisa if you want to shorten it. Yeah, I get it. Um welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank
0: you for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm so excited to share your messages with Best Ever You. Um while you all are listening, you guys can go to her website if you want to. It's drdravonjames.com. That's D R D-R-A-V-O-N james.com. So, um, gosh, where would you like to start? I kind of wanted to start with the whole pharmacy thing and see why you're doing what you're doing now compared to kind of like what you started off doing. Does that work for
0: you? Oh, that is such a beautiful place to start because it speaks to people who follow their head and not their heart sometimes right and mm-hmm. i and i want to start at the beginning uh, is that i accepted a um acceptance into pharmacy school. I was 17 years old and did all the prerequisites and all that stuff straight out of high school. was pretty impressive for my family. And uh, the summer before I left for pharmacy school, my brother gave me a book, Norman Vincent Peale, The Power of Positive Thinking. And it's a small book. I'm sure most of your listeners know that book. It's a small book. and But it was specifically meant for me because when I read that book, I knew that whatever Norman Vincent Peale did in that book for me. I wanted to do that for people for the rest of my life. And that was to show people, ordinary people, just how powerful you were and just how powerful you are, just a state of mind, just your being, and to be able to do that. And, and because I'm a person who takes commitment seriously, I went on, I forged forward, and I finished that pharmacy degree, and I went on, and I got a doctorate degree in pharmacy. But throughout that entire time, I began a study from from that day, 17 years old, I began a study of what I call peace. I just started reading different articles and studying different books and different people who... I believe, lined up with what I had read with Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. And over the years, over the years, what has happened is that I have evolved as a person, as we all do, and my concepts have evolved. And I was still practicing pharmacy. Like I said, I went on to get my pharmacy degree and my doctorate degree in that. And it sort of lined up because what I was doing is that I was helping people, but it didn't soothe and quench this thirst that I had inside of myself, which is to tell people that, The power to be whomever you want to be, to overcome whatever it is you need to overcome, to create the life that you want to create, exists within you in this moment with everything that's happening, the good, the bad, and the in-between. In this moment, we are gathering the things that we need to make it to the level that we decide we want to get to. So fast forward many, many years, I got the courage to start infusing what I call my peace talks into my pharmacy talks. I was working as a consultant and uh, i traveled around to different facilities and work with them in their drug compliance and laws and all that stuff. And I started infusing it in. And one day uh, I was invited, which wasn't out of the ordinary to be a keynote speaker at an event. And I did that for the organization that I was with, with about drug therapy. But this time they said specifically, we want you to come as you don't come as representing your company. We're not inviting your company. We're inviting you to be the keynote speaker, and we want you to speak on that peace thing that you do at the end of your talks. And that so delighted me, and I thought, well, really it is helping someone like I wanted to. So that's kind of how I backed into being the true me, which also there's a component. You know, I'm a, a SAG-after actress. I've been on HBO, and that's also another dream of mine. But it all stems from this this peace and this desire to serve mankind in this way.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, you've got a lot of, do you have more dreams? Like, do you have other things that you're you're thinking of? Because like, okay, it's, it's like you did this, you did this, you did this. I'm kind of, I'm very much like that too. People are like, you've got a lot of things going on. I'm like, yeah, but they're kind of like methodical, almost like little projects or little things that I've had in my head since I've been a kid that I've wanted to achieve and it might not be something that takes, hold of my life as like my life thing I want to do but it's just something I'd like to do are you like that or do you have or would you rather like one thing just like completely take hold and you talk about everyday peace forever you know, and ever
0: from this moment forward yeah this, this is it for me I think everything that I have done and will do everyday peace is the springboard for that it is the thing that I go back to it is uh, my yeah. safe haven it's where I grew from my foundation. So it's the thing that makes me, it, me able to do everything else to do the pharmacy. And I still practice pharmacy. I've been a pharmacist for 30 years. And it's, gosh, it's so hard to say that. I'm a few months <laughs> shy of 30 years. <laughs> but um, so I've been a pharmacist for that long and I've been an actress and I'm still acting, going on wow. tour shortly. And, but everything comes to this for me. This Everyday Peace, and with everything that I do, I try to infuse this. So this is, this is my staple. This is, this is the thing that I can't live without doing, the everyday peace. It's the thing that I really consider my main career objective, my main life objective. Yeah,
1: that's why I feel about best ever you too. It it weaves and it weaves delicately and sometimes strongly through <laughs> through all endeavors. So I completely I completely understand you. Will you t- tell me a little bit about your childhood? Like like where did where'd you come from? Where were you raised? What was that like? Oh, Go all the way back. Yeah, all the way so back. God, you know, I'm fifty, so you know. <laughs>
0: That's and I'm 52. The so We could be on this phone for a while. So um uh, so my childhood <laughs> makes me smile, right? But there was a time period when when the question in my mind was always why? And how? And you know how did how did this happen to me? How did this happen to my family? Um, my mom it was a wonderful mom. Raised three children on her own. My dad passed away and had a checkered past um, very early on in my childhood. And so my mom did the best that she could. In some periods of our life, it, we were homeless. But here is the thing about that time period is that uh, we were always together. She met, we were never split up. I'm the oldest of three. And during that time period, my mom some kind of way, I look back and I just say to myself, how did she do this? She managed mm-hmm. to have us in church every Sunday at a Pentecostal church. And if you know anything about Pentecostal religion, it's very robust and very uh, vibrant right, but mm-hmm. very stern and, and a bit rigid, and then we were in a New Thought church all day on Saturday, and she would say to us always, "Do never mention that we go to a New Thought church to the Pentecostal people, and never mention to, Pente- to the New Thought people <laughs> that we go to a Pentecostal church. know, we're always like, why? They just wouldn't understand. They just wouldn't understand, but in my mind, they were all saying the same thing, and they, they were different in the way they said it, but. And the foundation of their beliefs were so lovely and so pure, and so that was in me my whole childhood. That uh, I think that's why the book resonated with me so much, the power of positive thinking, because it combined the two worlds so nicely for me. But so that was my childhood, and and if you, if you can just imagine, it was really uh, it was rough and tender, because my mom's love. I was always there, but there was a lot of growing up really, really fast, being the oldest of three. But it allowed me the freedom to interpret the world for myself because in all that hardship, I had this loving mom who was enduring, and she's still with me, praise God, and who was enduring and teaching. So I grew up knowing and believing that, Life really is what you make it, despite what happens, despite the hardships. And I like to say that my life, and you know, coming to this point, has been just that, because, you know, that childhood was interesting. And then, of course, I got through, you know, a very hard curriculum in college, and I got married, and that mm. was even more interesting. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I'm still, still married 24 years, but very, very really interesting, very, very rocky. And I tell people that you can use, Anything, nothing need break you if only you would make the decision that everything that shows up in your life is showing up for one reason, and that is to bow down and serve you as you consciously create the life of your dreams. Hmm. Because... If we, if we, we cannot be defined by our hardship. I tell you, so that was my no. difficult childhood, which prepared me for my challenging adulthood. You know, the marriage, the hard school program, and then difficulty. You know, my, my story is, you know, I lost a child very early on in my in my uh, marriage, and then many failed pregnancies, and now the mother of a college student and a junior in high school. Who would have imagined? That's
1: Who would have awesome. imagined? No, oh, I'd right? imagine. I can hear it in your voice, actually. I would totally imagine. Um, but I understand what you mean about I've, I've lost a child before too. So I, I completely understand that, that feeling and can empathize with you there. Um, the, it, we have a lot in common. It's interesting to me. I didn't, I didn't know we had that much in common. I'm, I'm, um, I've been married 21 years. I was married once before, um, and, uh, for a period of time as well. But yeah, it's, uh, it's really interesting to me. I was going to, thinking while you were talking about um, a pivotal, can you describe the moment for me through all of that? Go back to, you know, 17, whatever age it is. Was there someone in your life that pointed you in the direction of college or school or anything like that? Or were you, were you always a great student or, you know, cause some people with what they've got with, with what you have going on are not going to be like oh yeah i'm gonna go be a doctor <laughs> you know they're gonna be like oh my I'm gonna gosh give up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and let me just say i'm so grateful for that question because i hope this is a encouragement i know i was not a great student in fact i want to tell you a story story that used to make me cry but now it makes me laugh we were living in chicago i'm from the south side of chicago and my brother who's 13 months younger than me just always been this, this Brainiac, just really a smart kid, you know. And you had to take these. We, we, we transferred, moved around a lot. and We took went to different schools a lot. And as you can imagine, you there's some gaps and you're learning, right? But not for my sure. brother. <laughs> so we took this interest exam into this school, and I set and took my interest exam. And my brother took his, and we were in different rooms, but we were sitting together in the, in the hallway, and I overheard the lady ask my mom, does she have a learning disability? Now, it was just me and my brother at the time because my sister was really small. And they said, we'll take you know, my brother, but not her. And my mom said, no, either both of my kids come to this school or neither of them come. And so long story short, no, we both ended up going to a different school, but that stuck with me, right? And And my mom never mentioned it to me. She she didn't know that I had overheard it, and I never mentioned it to her until I got much older. And she would always tell me, "You can be anything that you want to be. You can do anything that you want to do." You know, she goes, "I'm just expecting wonderful things from you." So that encouragement, even though the grades didn't show it, but but having one person believe in me, and then of course you know we our life finally settled down and we ended up. Um, finishing out our childhood in Massachusetts, wonderful place, Springfield, Massachusetts, and we had a neighbor who worked for a college. And she would just talk to me every now and again about, oh, you know you're going to go to college. And then my grades started getting better. Just our life started settling out and never considered myself to be the sharpest knife in the drawer when it came to academics. But what I did have, because you can use anything that shows up in your life, what I did have is the ability to stick with something. I had that discipline to stick with mm-hmm. something. So if it took me 10 hours to learn something, I just, uh, you know, it wasn't any. I, I just would dedicate the 10 hours to it. If I was just going to have to learn this one page, and that was going to be my whole Saturday, well, then when I, at the end of Saturday, I'd know that one page. And I just developed myself along the, those lines. And I tell people that it doesn't, you need one person. And if, if there's a listener and they can't find a one person, please. Um, follow me or find me I'll be that one person to encourage you because I truly do believe that that's why we're here on earth to be that one person for somebody else yeah and, and my you mom don't never pressured me, me. yeah oh yep.
1: Yeah. keep going no, no go ahead sorry I thought you were done <laughs> no, no, no no please no, keep, keep going, going about your mom I want to hear about your mom your mom <laughs> never pressured oh, you
0: she... She, you know, she never pressured me she never was the kind of mom that said you had to get straight A's or you have to get this or you get that but her love and the difficult situation that we found ourselves in this family of, of four you know three kids and a mom um it was encouraging enough for me i felt that i wanted to i wanted to uh, be better at school even though it was really a challenge for me i wanted to be better at school and and my mom believed in me, no matter what the grade said. She said, you know, I know you can do it. I know you can do it. And, you know, and I just one day said, yeah, yeah I can do it. I can't do it. And it caused me to gently push myself forward and forward and not, and not give up. And then, like I said, eventually the universe changed inside of me, and I saw myself differently. That's what it's all about, really. I saw myself differently. I saw myself differently than the woman who sat in that room and said, you know, is there something wrong? And of course, there was nothing wrong. They didn't know our story. They didn't know that we were homeless and and all of this other stuff. And there's a lot of pressure and stress at that point in time. But my mom's encouragement and then the neighbor that I had in Massachusetts really helped me along. Yeah. Hmm. And now everyday peace. How does that all tie in your story? What does that mean? Yeah. Everyday peace. And I want to tell you my definition that I use. It's not mine. I read it somewhere many years ago, and I just kept it in my heart. Peace is wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. When I say that, I just feel warm and safe inside. Because when you say that peace is wholeness, and it's totality and nothing missing, you know that you can look at your journey as a puzzle. And you take one piece out of that puzzle, right? No matter what that piece is, you can take homelessness away, but that's your journey and now that puzzle isn't whole, right? So you have a whole journey, whatever that journey is, whatever it is, it looks different for each and every one of us, but in that journey, we are whole, we are complete, we are safe, we are free to make choices about what this journey means. And I encourage people to use everything that showed up in their journey to mean for them that that is a stepping stone. That is a building block for you to create the life of your dreams. That is so, that's that, That's it for me in life. That's the most important thing about life to me is to know that nothing has to be the end of us. Nothing does. Every every opportunity, every obstacle is the beginning of a wonderful new journey, a wonderful new chapter.
1: Well, have you come across somebody who just does not think that way,
0: Yes, I do, I do, I do. And, we, and, and, you, know, and you know for that, you we, we just have to be patient, just be patient, because here is the thing, we all wish that it didn't rain in our life, right? doesn't mean it's going to stop raining, right? It means that we have a choice, that we can truly say that this obstacle means that I will never advance in my life, or this obstacle is the reason that I'm going to advance in my life. Same obstacle. And who amongst us wants to say, we may think it, we may feel it, but it'd be hard-pressed to say out of our mouth, this is the obstacle that's going to cause me to sit here on this stoop and never move again. We just need a little yeah. encouragement. We need patience and love. Yeah, faith, all that, all those things. Um, Yeah, I
1: think I'm thinking about my dad as you're talking, because my dad was a... um stroke survivor. Uh, he had a stroke in 2004. And um, he, he just passed away in um, October 2018. And I'm sorry all to hear those, that. Thank you. Yeah, all those years, he was such a fighter. The hospitals named him the ICU warrior and all, you know, all these amazing things. And I think about, I always think about, for some reason, I always think about people with medical obstacles. It's a big Part of some of my thinking, or people with things that they're overcoming medically, like when you just don't feel good every day and you're fighting to feel good, whether it's whether it's like depression or whether it's actually a, you know a, a you know some type of disease, you know yeah you know, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you know something that's happened to you. Um, I think a lot about people like that. Do you do you want to talk about finding peace? You want to touch on that a little bit? I would think you would. Oh might have yeah, because, good wisdom there.
0: And you know, and that is uh, was for me a stumbling block for many, many years. As I said, I've been a pharmacist for 30 years, and uh, have worked in hospitals and in consulting fields, nursing homes, mm-hmm. long-term care facilities, and just critical critical care uh, areas. And if there's anywhere where you really see pain, right? We, we lose money. You can make more money, right? You get divorced. Well, there's more people out there to marry. But when your health takes a backseat, My goodness gracious, you say, what can I do without a functioning heart? What can I do without a functioning kidney or liver or, you know, without a a myriad of things that happen to the body? And and to think that in this state, in this state, in the midst of, you know, um, mental health issues, depression, anxiety, in this state, is there still peace? Well, peace is, by definition, by the definition I use, wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality in your own journey. And so that helped me having that definition to really be able to sit in some very challenging moments with people and say, this is the moment that we're in. This is the moment that you're in. I've had my own health crisis as well, but this is the moment that you're in with this health situation. Pain is the hardest thing. Is to see someone in so much pain and trying to get them comfortable and get the pain managed. But this is the situation that we're in in this moment. Not five moments from here in the future. Not five moments in the past. In this moment right here. Staying focused on this one moment. One. It becomes so very important when your health is out of balance. It becomes so very important to find peace in this moment, in this moment. All of the fear really is in the next moment. You know, with the exception, I would say, of chronic pain, and I've worked in pain clinics, yeah. and, the moment, and the challenge is, how can we get you comfortable in this moment? How do we get you comfortable in this moment and just stay in this moment? And then it becomes the, the, the job of the practitioners. To st- try to stay ahead of the pain, but for the, but for the patient in that moment, and if there's anybody listening, the concentration that I always encourage my patients is that in this moment, let's stay in this moment, yep. yeah, because that's the only moment that we have power in. This is the only moment we can have peace in. We can't have peace now for tomorrow. We can have peace now for now. We can have mm-hmm. that wholeness now for, for now. And yeah. you know that's what I use a lot in in healthcare for myself and for and for patients and families.
1: Yeah, so that you don't feel less than and you feel your best in the moment. Your best, the moment. peaceful self in the moment. Yeah, for sure. In the moment. That's right. Um, because
0: it's the future that that has all the the future has all the all the scariness in, in, in the future, right? If you sure. know you know, or, or you think about the past therapies that didn't work. We've been there with patients too, right? The past therapies that, that didn't work, but in this moment, right now. Just staying in this moment right now. I'm quiet a little bit. You're, you're,
1: uh, you have a leadership, sort of a. Are you? Do you do any religious leading by any chance? That's a that's a question I do not know the answer to.
0: As I open my mouth, (laughs) I apologize if I should know that. But I will say, you. I have a radio station that I'm on Unity Online Radio. you know, new thought station. And I have done some speaking in churches. I don't have any background in clergy or religious studies at all, only, you know, studying for myself. But um, so, no, everything that I speak on comes from my studying uh, what I've now called peace. And with my 30 years working in healthcare, gives you an insight to uh, pain, pain and suffering. And you know what has worked for me being able to deal with pain and suffering from a from a patient perspective and from a clinician's perspective
1: yeah i i wish i would have had you along with me i did i just you know how you just don't know somebody up to a certain point and then all of a sudden you know it's like oh i know you now and um yeah. i boy yeah. I, I could have used your soothing voice so many times <laughs> since 2004 Because you know you're you're on this journey with a parent ill, and you really don't you know you you don't know what to do when it first happens. You know it's like oh my gosh how how do we all go through this? Because there were a lot of us. I have a lot of brothers and sisters and my mom and you know my dad and just and it and it becomes so, so so many moments aren't about you at all. They're actually about you know my for example using my dad as an example my dad and keeping his mindset in what you're saying, you know, the best, most peaceful types of moments and everyday peace and all those things so that people don't give up on their life because there's so much more ahead. Um, But boy, those were some very, very, my whole book, my whole Hay House book percolate talks about my dad and so forth. And um, you know, some very scary moments where people are very much fighting for the, you know, their lives out there. And so to have some of these tools in your, Toolbox um, to even prepare your own self for things that happen to
0: you are so powerful. It, it, well, thank you for that, and and we're together now, so we never have to leave. Yeah, you, but I thank will, you. will say this too. I will say this too because it's so one thing people really um, miss a lot in the healthcare process is the family members because there's so much attention, in it you know when you have a relative that is uh, suffering and. You know, over the a number of years, it is emotionally taxing on the, on oh, the yeah. caregivers and the and the people who love that individual, and who would almost trade places if they could just for you know just to give that person some relief for a couple of hours. If I could just take this load off of you, but that staying in the moment is so very important for the care provider for the for the family members too, because there's so much fear that cripples us. In, in in addition to being physically exhausted, we're yeah. in our most vulnerable state. We're in our most vulnerable state. Yeah, I remember we were um,
1: we were uh, visiting my dad in the hospital one very late night on very icy roads in Minnesota, and we were we were coming back from I don't know what time it was, anymore, maybe like one two in the morning, driving on some of the most iciest roads you've <laughs> ever been on in Minnesota. And we had a headlight out for some reason, whatever, you know, just more exhaustion. You know, my mom and I were just like, oh, my God, we're so tired, you know, kind of thing. And we actually got pulled right. over by the by the police. My mom was driving. We got pulled over by the police. And it was one of those nights at the hospital where my dad was just fighting for his life. And then he kind of stabilized out. So we kind of took a break, went home, and the ride home was super icy. Got stopped by the police for the headlight. <laughs> I remember the poor police officer, he came up to the car, and I'm just like, I, my mom's looking at me like, really, more on top of what we just been here? more? I just looked at him like, if there's anything you can do right now to just apply complete humanity to this situation and not give us a ticket for this right now, you know, kind of thing. Just like one of those pleas for humanity, yeah. and because we were just so tired. And we we're just like, we just want to get home off the ice, so safe, so this, so that. and. you know my point is you never know when you meet somebody exactly what they're going through ever. He has no idea what we've just just been through all day long or any of it for years. And that police officer was so kind. And he and he actually he's like, What's going on with you both? How can I help? You know, just and we're on like sub-zero ice. And he stopped and I still to this day kind of thank him. I go back, actually write him a note and say thank you for that moment. (laughs) It's like the silliest thing that I do. And Mm -hmm. um, do you know what I mean though? You never know in those moments where you're crossing paths with people's lives what they're going through. So I'm always like humanity, humanity, cries for humanity and peace for me constantly.
0: Elizabeth, you just said that you've just answered every world problem that we will ever have that we have ever had that we are currently having if we could live in a space where i came to in your space and assumed that you needed healing in some capacity whether i could do it or not that that there was something and i don't use like these were broken loosely but there was something that needed healing something that needed some extra love yeah changed the way I interacted, the way people interacted with everyone. It, no we're matter walking the walking wounded. wounded no matter how, <laughs> right, exactly. We're the walking wounded. You're so right. right? what I call <laughs> the, the walking wounded. <laughs> I love it. So no matter how bizarre their behavior was, right, no matter how socially unacceptable their behavior was or their comments were, if we looked at them and said, my goodness gracious, what I see is a person who needs love and understanding. Yeah, you need, you need to be held accountable, but right now, in the midst of whatever's going on here, you need to know that I, that I love you.
1: Mm, I love that, that. I
0: absolutely love you, and I understand that there's something there that needs to hear that.
1: Can you imagine the world if we applied, like, you could probably add more words to my list, but I, as you were talking, you got love and understanding, and as, I, as you were talking, I wrote down direction and compassion. Can you imagine, like, if, if with every person you encountered, you imp- applied—would <laughs> that be, would that be an interesting encounter? Hi, I just met you. Let me talk to you about love, understanding, direction, and compassion. Like, to each person, you had like five minutes of their world to just make sure that each person you encountered was
0: actually okay. Yeah, it would be so different because you know we we approach life so oftentimes with the exact opposite because we are the walking wounded. I love that. <laughs> we approach every situation with we need to protect ourselves because I'm already wounded. I'm already, you know, you can already put your thumb in my side or whatever. This is already broken. And yes. I, we, we come, but we're so, we, we have our guard up because we really feel like you're, you're going to put another hole in the other side if I don't defend myself with my words or my aggression or my lack of attention, whatever I need to do to pull back to protect myself. And so when I'm in that state of being, I'm saying that what I am doing is nursing my fears, right, instead of embracing my wholeness and completeness in this moment, my peace. Yeah.
1: That's, is that hard to do based on upbringing even or example,
0: do you think? It is. Like to Yeah, it takes practice. Yeah.
1: but. Tell me about that a little bit more, because
0: I would think that that would be, like, if, you're, if your example is fear, you're going to probably have that in you. Yeah. And so I, I like to use my own language because I went off to college, and uh, by myself, and experienced homelessness in college, you know, and, uh, you know, didn't have Did you? Wait, say that again. Yeah, I did. It, so did I. I experienced homelessness it's terrible. in college. Is that, is that amazing? And no one oh. really talks about that, right? Uh, because no, I'm kind of quiet you're about so yeah. You're kind of honored <laughs> to be in college, and what a wonderful thing. And no one wants to know that there are kids out there who attend class, and they haven't eaten, and, um, you know, they're just trying, to, just trying to make it. They don't know where they're going to sleep tonight and all of that stuff. And so I – in my own part in in, all this is how beautiful the universe is through all this i'm still studying everything i can get my hands on and reading about what i now call peace i didn't know what it was then actually i want to tell you when i was 17 18 19 i thought peace meant the absence of problems that's what i was in search of a life without problems (laughs) really
1: (laughs) i think i thought that for a really long time it was like i just don't need any problems peace people I like that, hang on. I'm an old pageant person, so I have a I I joke around that in my book too. I'm like, you know, there's a few crowns around here somewhere and it's hilarious
0: um <laughs> but you know i talk about pra- talk about practice and so what i tell people all the time is, i want you to forgive yourself for everything because before you can forgive yourself for everything you cannot forgive other people for anything you always have that little part in the back of your mind i says, yeah i forgive you but not really right so you forgive yourself for everything and, and every day i do this right so i approach yeah. the world and i say um you know okay I I play back things really really quickly. Oh, you know with Drayvon, that was you know even if I didn't come out and say that, that I felt a little hurt by something, inside I'm honest enough and and, and check in with myself and I do these these check-ins at myself. I check categories. I have three categories I check people, my health, my wealth, and my relationships. I call it the triangle, the balance of life. So I'll look and say, is there anything that's hurting you right now inside of your health category? And I'll look in there to see if there's anything hiding in there. And I'll forgive myself for tucking, tucking it away. How about your relationships? Was I sharp with somebody? Am I, is my fear coming out as anger? I'm a mom of a college student in a high school, and sometimes I'm afraid of a lot of things that kids could do and it'll come off as anger and it, you oh know, <laughs> right, save that there, for Mom, a moment. Right. Come <laughs> back to that after your third one, cause I'm going back there. <laughs> so, oh yeah. And then, and then I, I I, I go to my wealth category. How is, how, how, what am I doing? Is there, is there something that I'm moving in fear? Am I afraid? And this has been a big thing for me for a long time to let go of one thing so I can embrace something else because I'm a, I'm worried about money. When you grow up and you've experienced homelessness a lot, that becomes, oh, don't, don't make any money. hasty moves because you could end up back on those streets, right? Well, it's been a long time, over 30 years. I've not been homeless, right? But that's something that I still have to go back to every now and again to look in that category and say, are you making decisions based on fear? And if you are, forgive yourself. Because when you make decisions based on fear, it affects your giving. It affects your charity. Because you're always thinking to yourself, well, I know what it's like. I'm from Chicago. I know what it's like to be outside and it's cold, Mm -hmm. right? And to think to yourself, if you make a wrong move with this one (laughs) dollar, Yeah, right? And that, of course we know that's not true, but those are things that we have to become aware of, continually aware of, checking in on ourselves in that triangle, and checking in and say, hey, how are we doing in these categories, and forgiving yourself, and making that a practice. Because when that becomes your practice, then it's easier for you to see when somebody else, oh, I see that they have fear in this area. Let me love on them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, so I'm
1: from Bettendorf, Iowa. I don't know if you've ever heard of Bettendorf, Iowa, the Quad Cities. No. I'm from Chicago. Okay. I'm from the Quad Cities. A couple hours away from Chicago. Um, different. I have different upbringing and so forth. But my parents went. We were raised very wealthy, and um, my parents owned a chain of video stores all throughout Iowa and Illinois. And um, they absolutely, when my freshman year of college, went absolutely and complete bankrupt. Well, very long story. Not my parents' fault exactly, and. Um, completely just like money, no money. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, kind of thing. And I have a, I don't have a a bunch of homeless stories or, you know, I, I, I don't have all that, but I have a week of being homeless and not knowing and car living and things like that, where you're just like, what am I going to do? You know, kind of thing. And, um, so I have a, I, I call it a taste of it. Just enough of a taste of it to be like that's not gonna ever happen to me again <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Right. Like I'm gonna get my degree whatever it is. But
0: yeah, that is oh it bit, only, I, it only takes one night. One night of <laughs> yes, one, it night sure does. And one night. You think it's it'll never happen again.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and the and the whole money thing, just like a little bit of a fear of like, hmm money's very I don't know, I still don't, I, I think about that a lot, just like, oh, my relationship with money is very interesting, isn't it? It's not very wasteful, that's for sure. Um, It's it's uh, it's interesting, huh? Anyway, yeah, so health, wealth, relationships, and let's talk about those kids for a minute. I'm going to go back there.
0: Um, So you're a mom of a college student?
1: Boys, girls? What have you?
0: I have a, my daughter. My daughter is 19 in her second year of college, and I have a 16 year old son in his a junior year of high school.
1: Awesome. Do they mind you talking about them on the radio slightly? Not. No. I, 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 I usually ask. <laughs> I usually, so I ask. Them. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're okay with it. <laughs> okay. Mine are used to it. So I have four boys. They're 18, oh, wow. 20, 22, and 24. So we've got them in wow. college, out of college, with jobs, moved back. You know, they're it's like a revolving door in here right now. And you said something about your own fear like projecting onto them like with things that they
0: do or will do or won't do you want to talk want to talk kids for a while yeah it's so interesting we're talking about that because last night we had a family meeting and my son was in a call this daily meeting he's 16 and he has lost privileges with his cell phone and teenagers go back and forth and so and of course my 19 year old she's there and she's being an advocate for him getting the cell phone back and you know, As I'm listening to them and I tell them, I say, I want to be quite honest with you all, is that as a mom, I have so many things that I think about and pray about and have experienced in my own 16- um, you know, and 19-year-old life that I would love for you never to experience and have to think about. But I know you have your own journey. So sometimes because of me being human in this vessel, fear overtakes me. And it and it yeah. sounds like anger. And then I have to go back and I have to, you know, recount my day and say, oh, that was really fear. It should have come out lovingly, but because fear is just it comes out in a way that it came out and you took it as my mom is so angry. Instead of it came from a tender spot, but it's still fear, false evidence appearing real. What I would like mm-hmm. to be honest enough to say to you in every moment is that, I don't know how this is going to impact you as a grown man. And that's why I am taking this course of action now. Yeah. It that's takes a lot of it takes a lot of vulnerability to say that, and a lot of time. And most moms' lives are very, very busy. One thing we don't really have is a lot of time. So sometimes yeah. we say things, or I'll speak for myself. Sometimes I say things, and that's just the way it is because it has to be that way. And I get 10,000 10, other things to do. And if you hadn't had the behavior, you wouldn't have lost the cell phone. Next topic, please. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you wouldn't done that, play. I wouldn't taken away the, cut, the keys. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Yeah. 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 No, you know, I get it, and it looks like it looks like anger. But so, and I think, and then that's my responsibility as a mom is to be able to slow down time, at least here in this kitchen, in this space. Is the first preface my statement by saying that I love you, and this may not feel or sound like love, but my answer is no and this is why it's no. And I don't need you to agree with it, because I'm the mom, but I need you to understand that it, or at least hear me, that it comes from a place of love. Maybe you won't understand till you're 30, and that's okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's been real interesting to move out of that and into the 18 to 24-year-old spot where you don't really have too much of that going on, you know, like where you're taking away things or doing, you know, whatever. Right. But um, we had the I, I, maybe you want to borrow the sentence. I don't know. I used to say, you know, it's not that I'm smarter than you, but just in some cases I have more mileage. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not that I I'm smarter that. than you, just in some cases I have more mileage. And, yeah, um, mileage. yeah. And so we were visiting these past four days up at, um, RIT, Rochester Institute of Technology. Our son's a freshman there. And um, he graduated a year early out of college, uh, out of high school to go to college. And um, I was like, oh my gosh, you're 17, too young. I was like, mom, fine. And he's getting straight A's. And I'm like, okay, there's not a pressure to be perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, right. It's just so interesting to me, but that we had so many cool conversations over dinner and things like that and he introduced us to his friends and we had so much fun this past weekend so instead of like the stressful kind of you know conversations where you're you have to get angry or have to say no or whatever it's just kind of like interacting with a little little mini adult slash adult who <laughs> he just turned 18
0: it was fun oh, wow. do you find out right, with your daughter right. And it was really fun yeah, I find that with my daughter. Only the only thing is, my daughter decided to live at home and go to college. so and the thing that yeah. the advantage of not living at home is that you don't have the watchful eye of your mom, right? <laughs> because your mom. Like, I know. Oh, what time? What time, you come, what time are you coming? What time you coming home? And, you know, you, you need that. So we do have those great conversations, but I try as much as possible to act as though she's away at college, and and that yeah, means that to I don't get too. too involved too involved in what's going on until she brings it to me right? And yeah. then she says, oh, hey, mom, you, you know, and now she said to me, let's go swimming on Thursdays together at the, at the club. I said, okay, we'll yeah. go swimming on Thursdays. And that's our time to like talk. And it's really nice because it's actually, like you said, like talking to a young adult and hearing what's yeah. going, what goes on in young adult life. And it's exciting. And it's not so much uh you know, well, I still have to do the, uh, you know, helicopter mom thing, taking the cell phone and all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, so it goes, it goes in stages, and hopefully because we did those kind of parenting things, and that is the reason that we can enjoy them on the other side. You know, and that's exactly. why I told my son last night. I said, it's all this hard parenting mommy stuff on this side of the coin, but in a couple months, you know, you'll be out of high school, and it'll be the other part. It'll be you telling me the funny stories and me being like, oh, Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you
1: know what we they keep tabs on us now. so the oldest one is, is at home um with a new job and all these things and saving money and then the other one our uh, one of our other ones graduated from college and is going to do grad school here from home and then we have two who are away at college so it's such an interesting lesson um to it's so many interesting lessons um they're they teach you if you if you slow down a little bit and pay attention. I always say that to people. I'm like, they teach you, they'll take you on journeys that you've never been on before that are super cool. If you allow them instead of like, like what, you know, like the helicopter hovery, angry, you know, kind of thing when you don't have to, you know, I totally respect that and get it. But um, we've, you know, like we've just done so many fun things um, with their interests. They're all interested in so many different things. It's so much fun. It's amazing. yeah, isn't it? What are your kids interested in?
0: Because I, I just so both love. Of, both of them. Oh, it's so funny because I'm a pharmacist and my husband went to law school. And uh-huh. um, not, not, none of them, but neither one of my children, are interested in anything in healthcare. <laughs> so both <of> my kids <laughs> yeah, are interested in, in, <laughs> in law and finance. <laughs> Yeah, so it just makes a very lively conversation, and you're right, you know, it's interesting when you interact with them, and you see, my mom always says, it's so interesting to watch and see what these little people become as Mm -hmm. big people, you know, how they process information, and and just to listen with fascination as they describe the world, as they see it. Yeah, it's funny, I learned that from my husband,
1: actually, he's like, you know, if you if you watch a little bit, they're gonna show what they're interested in very young. And I'm like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah. Watch watch him. He's always looking up at the sky, and uh, and and he's fascinated by weather and moons and stars. I'm like, oh yeah, now I see it, kind of thing. He just graduated with meteorology. Oh, yeah, that kind it. of thing. Yeah. And then the other one, um, yeah. the one younger than him, since I mean, itty 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 bitty like old enough to sit up anything in his left hand any kind of ball baseball anything that thing would be you'd have to be like please don't hit my picture frame or what you know kind of thing I'm like i are going to throw that in the house be accurate and throw it there anyway but he's a lefty baseball player wow so they showed what they were all each one of them has showed what they were going to do very very young and, um, without much, you know, you like can throw an opportunity in front of them, they take it or don't, but without any kind of like, oh, you have to do that or, you know, any of that stuff.
0: Um, really kind of interesting. Have you, are your kids like that? Yeah. You know, it's so interesting because I used to, you know, hear me has that planner kind of, um, mentality. I used to always watch what they gravitated to. And then yeah. I would say, and my son was always a math and science kind of kid. So uh, we had this great orthodontist and I said, Hey Miles, are you interested in being an orthodontist? He said, No, Mom. He was I looked up. He said pharmacist and medicine. He said, I, I researched that. He said, dollar per hour, that's not a great gig. <laughs> that's so I was like, what? And, and and this, this,
1: hour, this is like not was, this is like when he was like 13 kids. years old.
0: I'm like, what are you? What are you talking? He said, we have to do this research project in school. He says, so I looked up, like you know, being on call and all this stuff, and I figured out like how much you made He said, to well, you're on call for the entire weekend. Well, that's like 48 hours. He said, I did the research. I said, no, that's not what I'm interested in. And so I just kept watching and kept watching and then you know, he was really good at math and science. I thought we had some friends that are engineering and I said, Hey Miles, are you interested in being an engineer? <laughs> well, long story short. what these kids were most interested in and maybe it comes from and I don't know, I'm not the best person with finances and all that kind of stuff. But I've always, you know, because of my background, lived on a budget and really introduced them to, you know, reading things, you know, Dave Ramsey Mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff about finances. Both of them want to study finance. And then, of course, my husband is a lawyer, went to law school, and they uh, gravitated to that. And I don't know how. They're not necessarily – I always thought to be a lawyer, you had to be a big history buff. They're not big history buffs, but they do well in history. But, you know – yeah. Just the things that I was trying to put together for them, I always thought that my daughter, I felt like, surely my daughter will go to pharmacy school. <laughs> mm-hmm. But her yeah. natural inclination, she's very social. Both of my kids are very social. People like to be, you know, so I said maybe that's what they like to talk and they like to be involved in you know? things. And that's how they got around to being, you know, lawyers and wanting to go study finance. We'll see if my son, he's still in high well, school. So I've stand. got your
1: pharmacy kid. So my, our youngest one, so if you need that pharmacy dream, you can live it through Quade. <laughs> His name's Quade Garino on Twitter. Um, he's your pharmacy. He's at RIT. He's do- all things doctor, pharmacy, medical, all those things. And for your two kids. So my husband's also a lawyer. And okay. um, he's, a, he's a federal securities lawyer. So financial, mutual funds, um, oh, mutual wow. funds compliance, all those things. So maybe tell your kids about the whole compliance, like chief compliance officer world for mutual funds. We're in need of, um, my husband and I own a company called Compliance 4, and that industry is in need of youth, uh, to put it politely, um, you know, so that we have things that c- carry on and, and continue. So it's um, the compliance industry for mutual funds.
0: Oh, I like, will definitely tell them
1: that might really my interest that them. My That's a very nice blend. Financial services type of compliance um is a uh, you need to you don't have to be a lawyer, but you sh- you know, you, it helps if you are. The legal background with compliance as a chief compliance officer is it combines legal and finance like you're saying. So,
0: um Oh my yeah. goodness. And I bet you did. See how, how and this is what I love about what I do, everyday peace, because the universe conspires to do whatever it is that we set our hearts out to do. I had no idea that we were going to talk about our kids on here <laughs> nope. and that I was going to be able to, you know, because we came together to discuss service for mankind. The When we have that as our goal every day, the universe will take care of all that other stuff for us. Yeah. everything else will be taken care of, of us. and it sounds so crazy because my mom used to tell me that as a kid she was you know what just just set out to do your absolute best your absolute mm-hmm. best and whatever god has called you to do and i'm like how do you know what god's called you to do I, I, that this, this sounds so bizarre to me but i knew she was. it's the thing that gives you so much joy and everyday peace gives me so much joy and who knew that i'd get on this interview, this wonderful conversation, and we get around to, as i never even heard of, a compliance officer for major funds. I would have never, that would have never been something that I would have ever heard about or learned about, and now we're going to read about that in my house, I can promise you. Yeah. Well, our, our website is, um just
1: so you have it, it's compliance4.com. I'm just, people, you don't have to go to that. And, I'm, I'm talking to you. <laughs>
0: Sorry, and that's compliance, the, the, number four, the number four?
1: Number four, yeah, compliance4.com. Okay. Oh, um, wonderful. Oh, wonderful. And that's just us. You know, We that's our just our website, but there's a whole industry behind that. Um, I'll send you more information so we don't
0: <laughs>
1: bother people with all that right yeah. now. But,
0: and, I, and I hope that yeah. the listeners are getting this because it's bigger than compliance for, it's bigger than everyday piece of Dr. Dr. Drayvon James. Yes. It's really about you, the listener, following that part of your heart that Something that you love, because trust me, everything that you do serves somebody else. Who knew that Compliance 4 was going to, right, serve me today as a mom so I can help service my children as they go forth and try to build this career? in something that I know nothing about, but now the universe connects. So when we set out to serve to to our highest ability, we get served. That's how we progress.
1: Uh, amen and I'm going to point my child in your direction as well because <laughs> he, he's like I love pharmacy everything mom and I'm like I know nothing about that <laughs> so oh, yeah wonderful thank you. you yeah
0: yes I I'm I, I like to say I'm an expert on it I've been doing it for 30 years so well sure you are oh, yeah cool. exactly give him all my information if I could and actually I had a boss who was from Rochester he's retired uh, but I used to work at a private hospital but uh, from Rochester, mm-hmm. and he was a big deal, John DeBono. He was a big deal in the Rochester area, but he moved to Maryland and finished out his career here in Maryland. But yes, I, any any way that I could service him in pharmacy, mm-hmm. I'll be happy to do that. Thank you. Yeah, he's got he some interesting. Though. Yeah, he's
1: got some interesting dreams so since he was little. Here, here's one for you. You know how, they're little, they what they gravitate toward. He, when, since he's in little, he's been saying, Mom, I want to see the Great Wall of China from space. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how to make that happen Wade, wow. <laughs> and, and and I'm like well, that, that's a tall order, and uh so I have like here's a picture, um, but he keeps saying that he wants to do in some fashion the the pharmacy type of biology required to sustain life on other planets. imagine that wow think about that one, huh? Wow. I don't even, yeah. I, my brain goes, well, I'm, <laughs> good luck, Quade, <laughs> and the world, I'm sure, I'm, I'm, I mean, my brain stops kind of like and goes, wow, I don't know how to make that happen except to just say, you know, I support your dreams and goals, and, um, you know, keep I'm so glad connecting those
0: dots, yeah, to <laughs> make that happen. I'm so I'm so thankful Wait, and so humbly honored to be the mom of the kid who did
1: that. Yeah, wouldn't that be wild? Um, yeah. So yeah. anyway, yeah, our kids take us on these cool, fascinating journeys and whatever we end up doing, you know, whatever. But it's just kind of fun to hear He'll some of the things the he talks about.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, that's great. But I agree with okay. you. Yeah, who
0: knew we'd go ahead yeah whatever we do, we serve the universe, we serve mankind, we serve the advancement of dreams, not only ours but other people's
1: yes, yeah, and um it's one of the reasons why I, I like this conversation so much too, is because you know when you put even if it's not your specific goal out into the world that you've just shared, um I love it when people verbalize what they're actually thinking their goals their dreams their background their everything you know the humanity of the conversation that we're having here i love it because when you do that it, so many people can show up for you because they know about it now oh, now so people true. you know you ask for a little bit of help out into the universe and you just never know it's a, a lovely thing so um okay so we have four um, minutes left we did go the whole hour can you, do you want to talk a little bit about your book before we go? Um, do
0: you yeah, want to talk so about the, anything else? Or, yeah, freedom is Your Birthright. I want to try to get, we have four minutes. Two things I want to tell you. Freedom is Your Birthright is a tiny little book that I wrote with one purpose. is I wanted people to understand and to understand quickly without having to read a lot of pages because I know we're very busy. To understand really quickly that we have been given some freedoms and that we rarely exercise them. And the freedom is to define this moment right here to define this moment, with all of our senses bl- ablaze to define this moment right here, what it means for us. And that is so powerful. So in this little book, Freedom is Your Birthright, which is available on Amazon, there are stories and there are uh, little exercises. I consider like a little how-to book on how to live free in this moment, the next moment, and the next moment. And before you know it, you're living in this space of freedom is your birthright. You're exercising that freedom, and you're creating the life of your dreams because when you do that, you help somebody else create the life of their dreams. So I'd love to talk tell you about that. And the second thing i love to talk about is that I have just published yesterday my very first course, or well, my second course. But um, this is the second course I've developed, but this one is so amazing. It's called The 2020 clarity challenge and it is to help people you know we're moving into the year 2020 to have a clear vision on how to create that life that they have want they can see it in their mind but they don't know how to get to it how to make it a realization in their everyday life what are some things that you need to do and some practices that you need to have so that you can materialize and live in that space so it's called the 2020 clarity challenge and if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram under my name, Dr. Dravon James, you'll see a link that takes you to the 2020 Clarity Challenge. Or you could just go to Dr. ethic That's com. It'll take you to the 2020 Clarity Challenge. It's an amazing way to end out 2019 and to step into 2020. You know, we sometimes we into next year, we have all these great goals. We have all these things that we want to do in our mind, but we don't have a system in place to do them. So I like to talk to your listeners about that. And it's been such a eye-opening thing in my own life that I sat down and made that course and said, "Oh my gosh, these are really the, tech that, uh, the tools that I use to move my life from here to here, and that I continue to use every day to plot out just being able to stay in oh peace in this moment." Yeah, it's amazing what we can do with, with a day, with 24 hours, if we decide to. And it and it doesn't have to be, you know, hurried or rushed or stressful. We just flow in the moment, but it's amazing when we do it consciously. Yeah, we're going to go over people just a minute or two.
1: So if you're listening live, it's going to cut off, but you can listen to the end and replay. It's just going to go into full, like, full record mode. I think we're going to go a minute or two over here because um, you you'd actually buy your own course, right? Like if, yes, if somebody, I would. yeah, I, <laughs> it sounded like it, like it's actually your, what, your actual process that people can. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. much
0: is your course it is to buy? $47. $47. Oh, that's 40, totally
1: really, affordable. It's, it's,
0: it's, it's, yeah, it's really, really and I want, I try to do everything very affordable because I, I am the average oh, I love day that. woman or the average day girl. So, and I want it to be, this is for everyday people, everyday peace for everyday people. Mm, uh, you know that's a
1: great price point because you know once you get into the, like the one ninety nine range, one ninety nine range. I sometimes I'm like I'm out because especially with all the stuff I'm best ever you with everybody. I always want to take everybody's courses and I'm like, you know, one ninety nine, one ninety nine. That's <laughs> like two hundred, two hundred, two hundred, two hundred, two. That's affordable. Right. Yeah.
0: But with kids oh, in college, like okay. like $200, $200 is a
1: textbook or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So $4, Yeah, $4. I know. That's awesome. All right, good. I'm in. Um, the other thing. Okay, so I wrote, I'm just curious. I wrote this quote just a little bit ago because I ran into um, someone who, over the weekend, I ran into someone who was just like, uh, I want to say like, I felt like they were oblivious And um, to, like, every single other person around them, they were so, uh, they were sitting in the airport, and they were completely, like, everybody's tired, it was a morning flight, you know, that kind of person is on their headset, on their phone, pacing up and down the airport, talking, like, as loud as they can on their phone, selling things, right? And I felt so mean in my thinking of, like, oh, my God, please be quiet. You know, kind of little sleep all, you know kind of thing and everybody was looking at this person walking up and down talking really loud they had like a headset and they were acting like super self-important and all that stuff like see me see me see me and all that stuff and i'm like huh i'm not being very nice in this moment and i kind of like want to still forgive myself i wrote this quote and i'm like remember treat the person trying to sell you something the same way you treat someone trying to save your life be kind to all you encounter do you like
0: I that? that? I but love I, that.
1: I wrote that because of myself and the way I, I didn't say anything to the guy or anything like that. But you know, I was kind of like I wasn't sneering or anything, but I was like in my head, I was like, "Oh, please stop." Just <laughs> it was my own problem. Like, please. I think everybody was having a problem, and no one said anything though. But I felt right, that I'm you- like you know I'm. He might have been selling something to save his life. You know, that's the way it felt like. Like if I don't get this deal, I'm not I'm not gonna be okay. Right. I was
0: that desperate of a and that's conversation? The first thing that, that's the first thing that popped in my head when you were talking. I said to myself, I can only imagine how much pressure he was in that moment. Either this is gonna be the sale that he believes is gonna cause him to lose his job if he doesn't make uh-huh. it, or 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 you know, I don't know, save his house from being Totally, being the guy was desperate. To yeah, yeah you're you're a desperate move when you're that loud and you're the s you know. So, completely. Everything else is, you're blind to everything else is, except for this objective. And we hope to never be in that space and always realize that our life does not rise and fall in this one moment.
1: Yeah, but I, I found myself reflecting because of what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, that is bad thinking. Stop, 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 compassion, compassion, something's wrong, you know, kind of thing. Just like when I see an, uh, somebody cutting you off in traffic, I'm like, mm, it, generally, I feel like something's wrong. If you're going really that fast, heading in that direction that's or sure. whatever, something's wrong. Yeah. So, um, anyway, do you like that? Remember, treat,
0: treat I love it. it. It's, it's, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you know. It just reminds me of your other statement that you you, you talked about. You know, uh, we're all the walking wounded, right? Yeah. that's <laughs> exactly that's the way I totally put, feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. So, what were you going to say? Because I'm, I'm writing it down.
1: So. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just was, I, I just do truly feel like we are the walking wounded. And that's another example of like, you don't know for sure. The guy might've been just a complete, you know, numbskull. I have no idea, but I like to think the better of people and think to me and, and thinking about like at the moment it was pretty annoying because it was really loud and it was really early. And I'm like, wow, that is an early conversation happening. And then I've started thinking, I'm like, I kind of applied my 50 year old self to it and I'm like, That's an early conversation that's happening, and that guy sounded really desperate, and uh, oh, that's what that was. Okay. And I'm like, you know, I'm thinking about it. There's another person that you encounter. Apply some humanity to it and treat the person trying to sell you something or sell somebody else something in this case the same way you treat someone trying to save your life. I don't know. I just was thinking about it. And like that, those moments of humanity being applied, where what were we were talking about earlier, we talked about, I wrote it down. You said um, love and understanding. And then I kind of added in direction and compassion. Like compassion. if you met people and yeah. thought about those things, think about if you had, if you think of more things that do, we should do like a blog together or something or have more we radio should. shows. It'd be yeah, really fun. Yeah.
0: Because
1: we're thinking together.
0: This yeah. We, this is, we have just been on this high energy. And this is all, it's so. This is where we're meant to vibrate. This is the air we're yeah. meant to breathe. And when you can treat somebody who's trying to sell you something like you would treat the person who was trying to save your life, okay? I'd give you the moon and the stars. Go ahead and talk as loud as you want to. Am I not biased? But <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So we At least just to be in that right to be in that space to be in that space just. Wouldn't you love to live next door to or, or share a meal with or work with people who had that yeah. as their go-to phrase? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. There's
1: some phrase that morphs from it or more we think about. But, yeah, we could. So, anyway. All right. Well, I'm not going to keep you much longer. I, I loved meeting you today. I hope we get to meet in person one day. That would be so much fun. Um, yes. And thank you for and being I hope it's so
0: here. To, uh, oh, thank you for having me. And I hope we don't lose contact. I I would love for us no. to stay in contact and our families Please. to stay in contact. I feel like we just became friends over the airway. And that's the best, so best
1: interview ever. <laughs> oh, I think you're the best person who's been on the show ever. So it's uh, this. I think the show will... Uh, it's You know, I love it when it's not about selling books and selling websites and selling shows and all this stuff. It's a show about humanity and I think it'll will probably resonate with people. I hope so anyway. You know, I can't can't control what other people think, but it sure it sure resonated with me. So thank you very yeah, much. The people and we, who need we, to hear it. Yeah. And to all of you all of you who have um tweeted during the show and emailed and so forth, we didn't get to your questions very well. Um, but we sort of did because I've been reading what you've been writing as we've been talking, and I think we kind of blended it all in there. So if you do have, if we hang up right now, um, we will do more shows. I, I think we're going to do that for sure. You can hear it. But also please reach out to us um, directly if you have any questions or anything like that. Are You're on Twitter. Do you know your Twitter handle off hand? Because we're very Twitter.
0: At, at Dr. Dravar Dr. James
1: okay and i'm at best ever you so um feel free to just you know lob in the questions and we can answer them on twitter or you know we can reach out to you directly um i don't do a ton of one on one coaching though so i'm gonna throw that over in your court there Draymond, because <laughs> um, you, oh, you I I think, yeah um all right everybody thank you so much for listening to our show um Dr. Drayvon James, thank you so much for all of your light
0: and all of your peace. I appreciate you being here with us. This is powerful. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to coming back. Thank
1: you. All right, everybody. So thanks for listening. Um, Please visit drdrayvonjames.com. She is a radio host also on Unity Radio. The radio show is called Everyday Peace. This is kind of in the bio that goes with our show here. Her book is called Freedom is Your Birthright. That's available wherever books are sold. And um, we look forward to keeping in touch with you. So thank you so much for being with us. And uh, everybody have a great day. And thank you for listening. Thank you again, Drevon. It was so nice to chat with you.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Want more? Visit us at besteveryou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You.